another episode of Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. I'm your host, Amanda Starling, here to talk to you about all things intersectional feminism, DIY, and of course the music. This week, I'm joined by Anna Lester of Bobby Kid. Since moving to Jacksonville in the past couple of years, Anna has cultivated her music and a place in the local community. Her project, Bobby Kid, has started as a solo act where she built up her songwriting and transformed it with the help of her bandmates, Brian and Taylor. Anna joined this week to talk about how she fell into songwriting, how the move from Savannah to Jacksonville shaped her record, Peach, recording the record with Taylor, and her plans to help foster more inclusivity in the DIY community. So with that, let's listen to some more Bobby Kidd and get to the interview with Anna. Welcome, Anna, also known by Bobby Kidd, to Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing well. Yeah, it's been a good day. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty great. I've got a puppy on my lap, and <laughs> the weather is nice for once, so it's it's been good. Yeah, I've been loving the cold weather. Yeah, you get it slightly chillier in Jacksonville, I think, than what I get here in St. Pete. Oh, yeah, you're in St. Pete. Yeah, it's definitely... Um, let's see. I think today was like in the fifties all day. Maybe. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's been we got great. back up into the seventies. <laughs> I was like, ah, all right. I wish it would yeah. just pick one, but that's the nature of Florida. So right. it changes like 20 degrees as the day goes on. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the perks of this cold spell is I was revisiting your music and it feels like it's such like a perfect mood music for the just the season and just like I love this time of year as being something that where you can kind of just relax and reflect and think about things and your music is just perfect for that especially with the release of Peach. That makes me so happy to hear because I have so many 
uh, like records that are important for that reason, like to me. So mm -hmm. to hear that, you know, that makes someone else feel that way is like really cool. Awesome. So. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I was actually let's just like sprucing up my house for like the holiday and making tea. And I'm just like, this is like the perfect record to be doing this to. I love it. So. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I'm really excited to talk to you about so much of what's going on with you. You've really gotten a lot of really positive attention here in Florida over the last like year or so. So it's been amazing to just hear word of mouth more and more about what you're doing with Bobby Kidd. I've had so many friends bring you up like uh, Lindsay Karaski over at Level to the Room and like expert timing gushes about you. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's cool. It's been really cool because I, I've only lived in Florida for a year and a half. So to be so, you know, welcomed and I've, I've become really close with Thren from Winded mm -hmm. and Candace from Woolbright and just, and being able to look up to to people like that and um you know and then be accepted by them and play shows with them like it's just been expert timing oh my gosh like it's just it's been so cool to be a part of you know I feel like the Florida community is really special um and I was never really part of a music scene in Savannah where I'm from mm -hmm. um so to just be like welcomed and accepted has been really really cool that's so that's so awesome and like yeah welcome to the neighborhood honestly I know I'm a little <laughs> late to the party but it's <laughs> so great I, that's definitely one of the things I love about Florida too it's just everybody has this like atmosphere of being welcoming and trying to give as much opportunity as possible to other bands particularly when you're interacting with folks that are like non-men and so on yeah absolutely well awesome well I want to dig in a little bit of course into the beginning of you playing music how did you kind of first get started um well I you know, I've been singing for a really long time. And then my dad played guitar, uh, plays guitar. And he, you know, tried to teach me stuff when I was younger, but I got really frustrated by guitar when I was young because my like hands weren't big enough. And mm -hmm. um, it just, it was really hard for me to learn at first. And so I, I would pick it up and then put it down. Um, but I was always really um, guarded about music. And like, I didn't want to, you know, sing for people or with people or, you know, show a lot of people what I was doing. And I didn't really start seriously writing music until I was like 16 or 17. Um, but then as soon as I started writing music and um, writing like serious songs, um, I started to fall in love with it. And I played um, at some like graduation parties and like I played at a wedding once, which was really cool. Um, but I never, ever pictured myself um like playing my original music in like a band um because I had this idea of like girls singing at coffee shops like with their guitar you know like I just never my favorite band growing up was Paramore but like I never saw myself as like a front woman um you know with just like a mic and like having to entertain people and I was very intimidated by that um and then I met Brian um who's now my husband but uh my boyfriend at the time and you know he plays drums and like I I don't want to give him all the credit because I think I would have done it eventually but he definitely like pushed me um to start playing my music and so I started doing Bobby Kid as a solo project um and then like last summer early last summer I um heard a, an audio tree session 
was snail mail and um it was just so good and like I had never um I hadn't I wasn't really listening to music like that at the time and so that's kind of like where my music taste shifted completely and I found all of these all of these bands that were making music that I could see myself making and it kind of became really realistic for me um and just seeing bands that looked different than the bands that I had grown up kind of listening to um just inspired me a lot and um so yeah Bobby Kid started as a full band um I think October of 2017 ish um and we started playing at the Bug House which is a house venue in Jacksonville um and just kind of it was so much fun and I loved playing in a band and then we recorded Peach and um gained some members and it's just been it's just been really great ever since um but yeah that's kind of how it's all started that's so awesome and you have clearly grown so quickly because uh I think about you mentioning you know you started the band last October and you've already released a record you've built some momentum here in Florida it's amazing how quickly that's happened for you what motivated you to just really push hard at this um honestly I don't know. As soon as I started playing shows, I was like, I just didn't want to stop. Mm -hmm. Um, So we were playing shows long before, I mean, not long before, again, it's relatively short period of time, but um, we started playing shows and then we were playing the songs off of Peach, um, which I had mostly written probably in the year or so prior to us becoming a band. Um, So we were playing those songs and um, our friend Taylor, who's now the guitarist in Bobby Kid. He goes to JU up here and he um, is studying like audio engineering and music business. And he's an incredible like producer. And uh, he originally was just gonna track the album and makes it master it. He wasn't in the band at the time, um, but then our bassist moved to Orlando. And so it, it kind of happened really quickly. And he was like, well, I didn't want to ask him to play bass on the, on the record and re- record it. Um, but he kind of brought it up and I was like, I mean, if you think you can do that, then like, let's, <laughs> let's do it. And then it just, it really stuck. Um, and we recorded the album in like literally like four days at JU over, I think spring break. Um, are you there? Okay, yeah. Cool. Um, so yeah, it happened really quickly and, um, you know, it took a few months to get it ready to release. And then once we released it. We just kept playing shows. I mean, I just, once we started playing shows as a band and I wasn't doing like solo thing anymore, it's just, I couldn't stop. Like, I think that's where the momentum came from. And I had never experienced music like that. So the rest just kind of came naturally. I don't know. It was really, it's, it's been, it's changed my life. And it's crazy to think that it's only been like a year and a half, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Um, It's, it's gone by really fast and it's, it's been so much fun. It's really impressive that, you know, you just picked up the momentum from there and really have grown. Um, what was it like for you to take your solo songs and apply them to the full band? It was, um, it was a new experience for me. I was so intimidated to play with Brian as our drummer and um, Jack, who was playing bass with us when we first started. Um, they all went to Douglas Anderson is like an art school and they've all been playing music since you know they've all been like 
learning music since they were really young and I just don't really have any like um music knowledge when it comes to like technical things and I was so intimidated to like be in a room with them and and try to like communicate with them without knowing the language really and like without knowing um how to like suggest things to them or how to like critique them and vice versa like so I was very nervous to take this my solo songs and like turn them into full band but um especially when Taylor joined the band like it just it's so much uh easier than I thought it would be and it might just be the right people but um you know even with Jack it was like it was so much less scary than I thought it was going to be and I worked it up you know to be something so huge but like it just it came really naturally and I would just play a song and they would kind of add you know what they saw fit and it always worked out for the best and we play a lot of the songs kind of differently than they started out um now but it's just I'll just bring a song to them and um they'll kind of just add stuff to it and it always works out so you know yeah that's awesome that you have that trust and that ability to collaborate there's no like barrier whatsoever that makes it really special for songwriting yeah that's so awesome to hear. And how did you end up with the name Bobby Kid for your project? Um, actually, so I went to school for a year in Savannah, um, and there was a guy in my Spanish class named Bobby, and um, he was doing dual enrollment, so he was like still in high school. Um, and the the nickname Bobby Kid just like sounded really good to me, and I would like when I was trying to think of a, a project name or like a name for you know at my at the time it was like my solo stuff I would like type it in with dot bandcamp.com after it because like I wanted it to like look like it fit for some reason I don't know why that was so important to me but um <laughs> Bobby Kid just I, I liked the way it looked and it just kind of stuck um but yeah it doesn't really it doesn't have like a ton of meaning behind it <laughs> so no that's cool I mean sometimes the right name just lands right in front of you and you just take yeah. it Absolutely. That's so Didn't awesome. Think so much about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you mentioned that Taylor played bass and, of course, uh, helped you out with your recording process. Can you talk about working on Peach and putting it together? Yeah, it was such a cool experience. Again, I was so nervous to record those songs, and it just came really naturally. And um, he, we did it at Ju. We recorded it there, and um, it. Um, just, I don't know. I think that we had been putting off recording for so long because we thought it was going to be this really, really, um, just, oh, hi, Brian. Hello. <laughs> um, we thought it was going to be this, like, insane, difficult, complicated process. Um, and then we started doing it and we just, like, started, like, I mean, I don't know what it was, but we just played those songs better than we ever had. And, like, it just all kind of happened and they all came out great, and um, it was like, it was very weird, um, but it was a lot of fun recording, and, um, but I think that that also has made us kind of, like, retrospectively, like, for this next project that we're going to be writing or working on, I think we're gonna, we're really taking our time, and, like, really trying to, uh, you know, just do things a little bit differently than we did last time, um, you know, just because it came out so quick the first time around. No, that so. makes sense. What's something yeah. that you feel like you learned from the process? Um, I, I think it was just like, there was a really big sense of accomplishment for myself 
um, that's probably the biggest thing I took away from it is like, you know, because it happened so quickly, I just, I felt kind of like unstoppable. <laughs> um, that's awesome. I, I, you know, I've just always kind of been super, growing up, I was just really like, like I said, guarded about um, playing music for people or sharing my songs. And so um, to finish that record and to, you know, look back on what we had accomplished, I was just like, so proud of us. And, you know, the initiative that we took to just record it. And, you know, I'm really happy with how it turned out. So yeah, I'm just proud of it. Yeah, you definitely should be. It's like all the instrumentals to it are beautiful and it's wonderfully recorded. It's just really tight. It was a really awesomely well done record. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank Absolutely. You. Um, so is the name Peach reflective of like you growing up in Georgia then? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the songs were um, mostly written over a period of time where I was either in the process of moving to Florida or right before I moved to Florida or after I moved to Florida and just kind of like the bittersweetness of that and um you know leading up to the move I think I felt so disconnected from Georgia and from where I had grown up um and then once I moved I you know you you realize what you love about your hometown when you move away and so yeah peach I also just um really like peaches and like the way that that again the way the word looked and um, so yeah, it definitely has to do with Georgia. I love that. And yeah. I feel like you explaining it that way makes complete sense, especially when it comes to the whole reflecting on making a big mm-hmm. change like that. That's one of the things I loved about the song still here is cause mm-hmm. I feel like there's so much reflection of like community and relationships and like how that impacts mm-hmm. you is you're probably stepping back and looking at your mm-hmm. hometown and thinking about it. And yeah. uh, the possi- at that point, the possibility of leaving. Right, right. For sure. Still here specifically is like, um, kind of like the embodiment of that theme of like, you know, hating it while you're there and then moving away and like, realizing, you know, what you appreciated about the people you grew up with and and the town you grew up in. So yeah. Yeah, it's interesting how you kind of reflect a bit on like the culture in that sense, too. Because I mean, there's a nod about the whole like, at least this is what I got out of it with like, the patriarchy with a bit of like the bra straps kind of nod and stuff like right. that. Was that yeah. what, is that what you intended with that? Um, for sure. Like I, it's, it's, it's just like a very ironic thing. Um, cause I'm, I'm friends with a lot of people I grew up with on Facebook still. And I'm just like, sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I don't live there. <laughs> um, cause it just, it was so limiting for me at the time. Um, I think that what I'm mostly appreciative of, uh, you know, like reflecting um on my time spent there it's just like the house I grew up in and like my family Mm -hmm. and um it's definitely when I talk about like missing my hometown it's really just like missing my family (laughs) so (laughs) you know there's things about my town I miss but I don't miss um the bra straps rules and the you know the stuff I'm talking about in the song Absolutely. Yeah, that makes sense. Because I mean, there's the sentimental element to it. But at the same time, your recognition that you want to grow is something that like, I admire, particularly when you explore it in your music. Like I felt that a bit with Oh Little One too, because it seemed like you were exploring a lot of self independence from whether it's from like parents or just men in general, or any kind of like relationship to where it's like, okay, I can maybe I need to do things for myself. Yeah, that song is like, it's one that I was, it was written about 
it was written after I had a conversation I'd had with my mom um where I had just I was in the process of moving and like I had just felt like no one thought that I could do this move mm-hmm. <laughs> and like I it was really just my family looking out for me and wanting me to do things right but at the time it just felt like you know no one thinks I can do this so I'm gonna prove them wrong yeah. but now it's one of those songs where like as I go through different things and um I grow or whatever songs like sometimes are relevant for other reasons too like things will pop up and like that song will mean something different to me because of a different experience I had you know yeah so yeah that song's special to me for sure I love it because for me it felt empowering to kind of like reflect on what you're able to do for yourself and yeah it's really cool that that's like that's the experience that you were going through at the time yeah absolutely I love it there so many songs on this record are amazing. Do you have a favorite one that you like to perform? Um, well, when we're playing in Jacksonville, uh, Brother's really fun to play because a lot of people know the words mm-hmm. and people get really excited about it. Um, but more recently, we kind of changed. We stopped playing Sat at Breakfast for a while because it was the only song that we had like a drum machine for. Um, and so we would do that live, but it was just so complicated to do that for one song. And, um, so we just kind of like took it off the set list for a while. Um, but then we kind of like redid it a little bit and, uh, now we play it with just like, you know, drum kit. And, um, I really like how we play it now. Um, so that one might be my new phase to play. That's awesome. Well, I'm hoping I get to see you play here soon with how many shows that you have popping up around Florida now. Yeah, it would, we, we've never really, Orlando is the most southern we've gone, so we need to make our way down to St. Pete. Heck yeah, that sounds like fun. <laughs> yeah, that I love fun. the sound of that. Um, <laughs> well, there's been a lot of really cool venues popping up. I hear a lot, of, of course, about like Bug House in Jacksonville and such. Um, yeah. What's the Jacksonville scene like for you? I've never been, actually. Yeah, hold on, let me close the door. I'm kind of... Okay. <laughs> okay, um, the Jacksonville scene has um, experienced so much growth in the past. So the Bug House, I think, started doing shows August of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I played my first solo set there probably in September or October. Um... And I think that the bug house was started um, because, well, it was kind of started on accident. I think the show got canceled and David was like, oh, we can do it at my house. (laughs) And then the bug house kind of popped up and started doing shows because we kind of all realized that like, you know, David realized that a lot of venues in Jacksonville kind of treat bands, local bands unfairly. And he wanted to be able to have out of town bands come through and like really pay them and like you know and it just has kind of turned into this beautiful like community and a great scene probably I, I've only lived here like I said for like a year and a half and people say it's like that the Jacksonville scene is like the best it's been in years so that's pretty cool <laughs> that's really nice to hear yeah I know all yeah. kinds of people who are like you know trying to book there now and like trying to be able to make it to Jacksonville, it's become more of a stop on people's tours, which is really nice to hear. It's, it's really amazing. And like, there's just, there's so many bands who have come through, um, that kind of become like Hall of Fame bug house. <laughs> like, uh, Pool Kids has played some really amazing shows at the bug house. Oh, I love them. I love Pool Kids so much. They're just, 
um, every time I see them, I'm just like so blown away. Yeah. Um, Woolbright played a show there once that was just phenomenal. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was so good. One band I would love to see um, play the Bug House is Winded Full Band would be amazing. Mm-hmm. That's never happened. But I also am like, I'm dying to see Scottoon Network. Oh um, my gosh, yes. Have you ever seen them play? Or yeah. Have you seen Jeremy play with We Are the Union or? Yeah, fortunately, I was there um, at the time that we were recording. It was almost exactly a week ago. I saw Scotty Network, the full band live show at uh, Lucky You in St. Pete. Oh, my gosh. It was probably one of the best shows I've been to this year. And, like, I think Jeremy is, like, single-handedly bringing back Scott at this rate because, like, Uh I wasn't the biggest fan whenever it was, like, peaking. But now I'm, like, obsessed. I'm, like, I got to give them props. They're doing an amazing job. And, like oh my gosh, high energy. I hope they find a way to do more full band because it was so good. Absolutely. That's amazing. They came to our Gainesville show at the Civic Media Center. Uh, Jeremy did, and they uh, posted a video of us on Instagram. And I looked at their profile and I saw all the videos and I just, especially the one of emotion with, um, mm-hmm. with Sim from Insignificant Other. Oh my gosh, um, it's so great. Just blew my mind. And yeah. I didn't even know that they were at our show. And so... That was just really cool that they saw us play. Um, yeah. Like one of their biggest fans. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. Yeah. Me too. I've seen their videos just grow and grow. Um, it's funny because it somehow slipped my mind that they had done a Star Wars like cover, actually multiple Star Wars covers, and I'm a massive Star Wars fan. Okay. So like um, when Jeremy was like, oh yeah, we're going to do Star Wars. I'm like, what? And I just kind of like <laughs> lost it at the show. It was so fun. But oh that my gosh. So amazing. I love like just how eclectic everything is within our scene because it's like we can have somebody who's like innovative with Scott, like Jeremy. We've got people like Woolbright who are like making emo beautiful in South yeah. Florida and like, yeah. you know, cool kids is taking it to the next level. We got expert timing is just like, honestly, the masters of pop and yourself yeah. just doing amazing work with this, with music. It's just, I firmly believe that it's like non-men, people of color and like the queer community who are like killing it in Florida. Yeah, it is. It is incredible to see. And it's incredible to be a part of um, because I just didn't know really. I started coming to shows in Jacksonville um, like when I was a senior in high school, just because there wasn't really anything going on in Savannah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Jacksonville was the first time I ever, we went to, I went with my friend to go see, uh, Turnover and Citizen and a band called Milk Teeth, mm-hmm. um, play at 1904, um, when I was a senior in high school and like, uh, a local band opened up for them. And I was just like, a local band? Like, <laughs> I, it just blew my mind because I had never been a part of something like that. Um. And I just, I fell in love with it so quickly. And that's actually how I met Brian is at one of his band's shows. And um, I don't know, it's just, it's really cool to like be a part of something I used to admire so strongly. You know, it's, it's really cool to watch it grow and be a part of it. Absolutely. And it's been an exciting several years now, fortunately, for the whole state with so many people um, just really putting in the work. And, you know, Absolutely. I know one of the things that you and I, sharing common with views is like that need to kind of see the scene be even more inclusive, especially when it comes to like booking. Um, Mm -hmm. What does that mean for you personally? And how do you maybe see Bobby Kidd being involved in that? You know, I, so when I 
um, was first kind of starting to get involved in the scene, I really had this vision for this um, event called Ladies Night. And um, it was, the idea of it was to just kind of like represent, you know, women who are fronting bands. And we had all female fronted bands, we had artists, it was, it was like a great night. But I looked back on it literally two months later, and it was just still so not inclusive. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was, I, I wasn't considering, um, you know, trans women or non-binary. I just, I wasn't, um, there's just still so much work to do. And I think that in the past year, we've seen so many, in our scene specifically, um, since that event, there have been so many bands um, with women popping up and playing in our scene. Um, but there's still this huge, um, there's a huge imbalance in the representation of, you know, LGBTQ members and people of color. And it's just um, something I'd like to see kind of change. And um, I, I'm starting to book my, my own shows at our house pretty soon here. And I want to work with, you know, I want to work with the Bug House. I want to work with my friend Kayla is doing shows at her house. They're calling it back at the house. And I really want us to create um, a network where, you know, we're making sure that these spaces are as inclusive as possible, because I think that that all starts with the lineups. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that, you know, representation is really important. I think it's something that, that we need to work on in Jacksonville. And, um, you know, I'm still learning every day and I have a lot to learn still. Um, but I really, it's a change I want to see happen. And um, I think that I never, you know, I never thought I could be in a band. I'm in a band <laughs> and it's doing pretty well. And I think that um, if I want to see those shows happen, then I should book them. And, um, you know, that's just something I want to do a lot more of in 2019 is make those shows happen and really see um, some, some people at shows that, you know, aren't just bros and dudes. <laughs> Um, I feel you there. <laughs> yeah, so that's where it's at. But it's it's such a, um, you know, it's, I got myself in some trouble on Twitter, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, for the way it just kind of got misconstrued. Um, but, you know, I'm just hoping that the scene will kind of come together and work towards that goal. Because um, it did kind of start a conversation in Jacksonville that wasn't really happening. Um, so I'm, yeah, that's kind of what I'm hoping for. Well, it's also using like your platform to have those conversations and to get them going. And sometimes it's difficult to get that started, but the fact that you did and the fact that you're learning continuously and yeah. using what you've learned to try to open up more spaces for more people to be able to perform or be exposed to performers, that's huge. And it, that's the kind of stuff that's going to make a difference. And um, I'm excited to hear more and more about more Jacksonville bands, especially ones that are like diverse in that sense. Too. Yeah. There's a, and, and the thing is, is like, um, you know, I, there's just so many incredible artists in Jacksonville. I mean, it's a huge city and there's just, there's amazing events happening all of the time. And I think that our DIY indie emo community has kind of like kept itself separate from some of the other amazing things that are happening in our city. And I think that really what I would just love to see is like, you know, two incredible scenes kind of like, you know, coming together and working together and, you know, yeah, there's just, there's a lot of cool stuff happening and 
and Jacksonville. Um, and I'd like to see a lot of it, you know, not get so overlooked. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Do you have any artists that you recommend that I or listeners need to go check out? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> just like in Jacksonville in general or like, yeah, tell me about Jacksonville. Cause I mean, you're one yes. of a few acts that I follow out of there, but I've, I'm always looking for more. <laughs> um, my favorite right now is an artist called Teddy Rudolph. Um, and he released an EP called Pulp. Um, I think it might've been longer than this time has been flying by so fast, but I feel like it was only a few months ago. Um, and it's just really incredible songwriting and production. Um, and yeah, that's my favorite right now. Um, definitely check out Pulp. Um, and then there's also a really amazing band um, called Primary School. Um, my friend Brianna uh, is a songwriter in that band and um, they don't have any music released yet, but they have Instagram and they've played in St. Augustine and Jacksonville and I'm hoping that they'll record music soon so that everyone can be blessed. Um, it's, it's so good. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a ton, there's a ton of, um, amazing indie bands in Jacksonville right now. Um, Teen Divorce, I don't know if you've heard of them yeah. or seen them play. They're yeah, I've heard of them. They're, they, they seem really great. Yeah, and they're releasing new music, I think, in the new year, which is really exciting. Um, yeah, there's a ton, there's just a lot going on around here, but those are my, those are probably my, my top three right now. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. I'm always into discovering new artists of all kinds and yeah. that's awesome. And, and it'll be really cool to see you help push more and more of them to the forefront. Yeah, I'm hoping so. That'll be cool. I love it. Well, you know, I know you mentioned that um, you have some more music that you're writing and stuff. What are some goals that you have maybe for 2019? Um, we are a lot of things we want to do but I think that the most realistic things um we're definitely going to release new music um we have we definitely have like a whole record's worth of new songs but I think that we'll probably release an EP sometime um maybe in the summer or the fall um we're going to start working on it pretty soon um and then we are also going to try to go on our first tour <laughs> um we are in school and it's it's kind of hard to think about but I'm hoping that over the summer we can make that happen for the first time um and yeah I just want to I want to play more cities and I want to release new music and those are the top two things on my 2019 radar <laughs> right now that's awesome well I think you'll definitely be able to do a lot of that if not all of it because you clearly have a lot of momentum and drive with how you approach your music and your band so that's just, I'm excited to see it all happen. Me too. I think it'll be really cool, especially seeing how it goes, you know, taking our time with this project instead of just trying to get it out as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. um, even though we're, we're happy with Peach, we love it so much, but it'll just be a new experience and I'm excited to, uh, to get it out. Absolutely. So I like to throw a really fun question at the end of every episode where <laughs> I got to ask you if you could play with any three, they can be just solo artists or bands. Um, they can be currently active or you can bring them back from the dead. Think mm -hmm. of it as your own show lineup. Who yes. would you want to play with? Ooh, that is hard. Um, 
well, I might just go with like my top three artists at the moment. Um, and that would be No Name. Um, do you listen, have you ever listened to No Name? Uh, I don't think I've listened to No Name very closely, no. Okay, well, she just released an amazing record called Room 25. Um, and I just, I just admire her so much. And I would, first of all, love to see her perform, but playing with her would be a dream. Um, and then, uh, I really love, I, I think I probably would just have to throw in Paramore because they're like my favorite band of all time. And they're probably why I started doing music. Um, and then, oh my gosh. Maybe Hop Along. I think Hop Along is, yeah, I, uh, I think they're one of the best bands in the world. <laughs> so that would probably be the third on my list and that'd be a pretty insane lineup I think absolutely it's <laughs> seriously stacked and yeah. <laughs> the, <laughs> the awesome part is is some of those are like extremely feasible like you could end up on any one of those show lineups I mean Paramore plays Jacksonville and like Hopalong definitely has the ethic of playing with like DIY bands and up-and-coming artists so yeah Man, that would be a dream come true for sure Francis, if you're listening, A, play <laughs> with uh, play with Anna here, and then yeah. B, hit me up to be on the podcast. <laughs> oh, that would seriously be the best thing ever. That's one I, of my goals. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, if you're listening, please. <laughs> please, please. Help us out. <laughs> we'd, love to, we'd love to collaborate. <laughs> we've, got a great, we've got great spaces in Florida. <laughs> Heck yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I hope that all of these things happen for you, including all of your goals that you have for 2019. It sounds like you just have so much exciting stuff coming. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm really excited to, to, you know, see what comes in the, in the new year. And thank you so much for having me on this podcast. This is like, I've never done anything like this. So this is just really cool to be part of. Absolutely. It's been awesome talking to you. Um, where can everybody keep up with you on the internet? We are on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, just Bobby Kid. Um, I think on Instagram and Twitter, we have like four extra Ds at the end, <laughs> uh, but that's where you can find us there. And then our music is on Spotify and Bandcamp and Apple Music and all of those things. Awesome. Well, everybody's going to have to make sure that they follow and buy some tunes and check you out <laughs> and check out all the awesome bands that you mentioned here on the podcast. Yes, definitely. Support well, Florida music. <laughs> Hell yeah. We always got to support. Always got to support Florida music. There's so much good of it. And you're one of the ones that I am now referencing on a regular basis. So that's amazing. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks for joining. Yeah. Stay
Bobby Kidd. Thank you so much to Anna for joining and sharing her aspirations in writing music and shaping the scene. Be sure to listen to Peach and keep an eye out for upcoming shows in the future. That's it for this week, but you can always keep up with me online. Follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for regular updates. Subscribe and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Google Play, Pocket Cast, Overcast, and so many more apps. Want to tell me what you think of the podcast? Leave a review on any of the apps. I would love to hear from you. I'm always booking guest spots, so hit me up at angrygirlmusic at gmail.com. Whether you write and play music, run a blog, take photos, work in publicity, or book shows, this can be a space for you. Send me a link to your work, and let's chat. Until next time, stay angry and have a peach. Um.